To Nightlight, or home movie podcast. I'm one of your host, Prince, also known as Head Night. Alongside me, we got Freddie. Always keeping it spooky. Always and forever. Also known as Nighty Night. We are a group of nights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down, discuss the ultimate question. Why horror? So with the lights, sit back and let the darkness envelop you. If you like that one, extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with a Okay. And continuing our Change of Plans month, also known as A24 month. Shout out to it. It's been a fun-ass month. It's been oh, really yeah. cool to cover a lot of these A24 movies. Um, but the one tonight might be probably my top five mm. for sure mm. in A24 horror films. I think this movie is honestly almost damn near a masterpiece. Mm. It is so fucking good. Mm. So those are my thoughts already, obviously. But the film that we are going to be discussing tonight is none other than coming up after our sweet shout out our patrons because we got to <laughs> shout out Joel, James, Kate, Kayla, Philip, also known as Forest Knight. I feel like we have to add like something, <laughs> some, some type of like bird noise Forest or night. a tree <laughs> falling. <laughs> But there's no one but around to hear but it. Is there so it's just silence. Forest night. Yep, that's you. That's heard him. It. <laughs> Zachary, Nashia, Frank, Kristen, Lizzie, Josh, Vaughn, Johnny, Layla, Eric, Kelly, Daniel, Cheyenne, also known as Stormy. Did, did we figure out what it was? I was it Stormy, Stormy night? night? I think that's what we agreed, right? God uh, damn it. Now could oh, wait, you- sorry, that's lightning. <laughs> Story Night, David, also known as Nightly, Carrie, Brandon, Anna, Drew, also known as Silent Night, Patrick, uh, Willow, Jessica, Shantoff, Rio, Jesse, Joe, Kaylee, Rob, and last but certainly not least, Freddie. Thank you all so, so, so much for allowing us to keep this show running. We got some fun things planned coming up. Our 200th film that we are covering on the show is right around the fucking corner. Yeah, it is. We, I think it's literally episodes. Crazy. Well, well that's so, the thing. It's weird down. because we're almost to three hundred episodes because we used to have like our other series where right. we do like the bonus episodes and then we also have the interviews. Our interviews. So yeah. we're almost at three hundred episodes. So that's why I did not celebrate that at the time because it's a little confusing. So instead, we're going to celebrate the two hundredth film we've watched as a collective i don't know what film that's gonna be yet i think it should be a very special film mm. but we are gonna do something very special for that day whether it be a live show <gasps> who knows for our discord wink, i think that would be pretty fun um it might be a recorded show to the point where it's like actual video that we might put <gasps> on youtube also could be pretty fun um who knows the fucking everything's endless. We're 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 just gonna go with it. No limitations. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited to see what we kind of come up with. But that's to be coming up extremely soon. I think this is our 189th movie that we're covering tonight. There so go. got about 10 movies closer. or so yeah. to go. So looking pretty pretty forward to it. Um, but goddamn. It's right around the corner. That's coming up. Very excited. Should be great. Maybe ha- we'll have a guest. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? Have some someone fun on the show. But 
Um, overall, that's what's going on. We also have uh, another thing that's happening on uh, Patreon Zoom, um, where we're prepping up to do our new show, The Night Ritual, which is going to mm, be for be our Lantern tier only. They're the only ones who have access to that. They'll also have producer access. If you are already on uh, that tier and you're already set up for that tier, you'll have producer access to it, which means that you'll be able to submit stuff and this, 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 and that. Obviously, we don't want to give too much away right now because that that is something that we do want to kind of keep a little bit more close to when it's time to launch, but hopefully that should be launching fairly soon. Um, I want to say we're probably going to get ready to start recording stuff for that. I want to say maybe November. So by December, we should have a nice little new show out, which should be cool. It's going to be be real fucking cool. Night ritual. Holla at me. (laughs) (laughs) Now the film, housekeeping's out of the way. I'm just picturing that one dude fucking hitting the 32nd mark. Uh, <laughs> skip, like, skip, 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 uh, I mean, you brought up a lot of good thoughts already. Um, I do agree. So my very first tweet about this movie, I said, Ty West is back, bringing us one of the horniest, scariest movie ever. <laughs> this movie is incredible. One of the best slashers we've received in the last decade. From the kills to the storytelling, the movie doesn't miss. I, uh, if you love slashers, this is one for you. You need to see X. Hell yeah. So you can see probably I kind of like this movie a little bit. Sounds Not, like it sounds like you hated it. I think it, it was all right. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, best slasher in decades, whatever. <laughs> now, you did not have a chance to see this at South By, right? You I just left. I th- I no, I think did? you did see it. Because I tweeted you a watched lot. It, you watched it with me. Again, yeah, at when Alamo. I came back in the Alamo Draft House, right, and it was like as soon as you came back, yeah, like maybe I want to say maybe a day after you got back from Texas. So I either missed it at South by Southwest and watched it immediately when I came back, or I watched it at South by Southwest and I don't remember anything. I know for sure I saw Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I yes. know for sure I saw Everything Everywhere All at Once. I don't know if Twice. this um, at South by Southwest probably. I think they only played it one time. Um, but I, I thought don't you know. saw it twice at, at South by. Well, I don't know. I saw it 15 times in theaters. You did see it 15 times in theaters, but Which I thought ridiculous. I, I could have sworn you, you mentioned that you saw the premiere and the encore because they had an encore for Probably. everything everywhere all at once. And I yeah, think you yeah. went to both. You, you said, yeah, I, that I mean, movie. it sounds like you yeah. would do that. So like, so, we'll just claim it. <laughs> all the movies I literally just mentioned a 24. We love a 24, obviously. Yeah. A24 um, is great. And this movie has quite the cast. I think the big thing that I was very interested in uh, was a Kid Cudi's performance. Sure. I was like, oh, Kid Cudi's in a movie and it's a slasher and it's like about like him being a porn star. Sure. A pretty decent fuck? actor. Go. Yeah. 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 So like I was all for that. Uh, Jenna Ortega is starting to get a little bit more steam. I just saw her do the fallout before this movie and I was That's like right. blown away by that. And I was like, man, she this girl has that. chops. Yeah. Uh, we got Brittany Snow in there. We got Maya Goth, uh, who for me was a brand new actress to my viewing um, for filmography. Where like I didn't see her in anything else prior. Uh, oh, you saw her in a Cure for Wellness. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's right. But I never knew that's like her that was as her. an yeah, actress, yeah, yeah. as a performer. Yeah. Uh, she's so ne- she's, she's always been a side character. Like she was in yeah, Suspiria exactly. and things like that. And she's always been like the side character. Now she's actually getting she's that recognition. All-star. Yeah. She's a fucking star. <laughs> she will get the life that she deserves. <laughs> and there's so much great writing in this movie. Great storytelling. Uh, like I said here, the kills are awesome as well. Um, but just the direction by Ty West, you can really feel that he cared about this movie. He really executed in the way that he wanted, and you can feel the his signature all over it. And yeah. you see a lot of stuff that was homages to stuff in the past. And it's funny because I just saw the Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time this year, the original movie. What? I know, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Wait, um, for real? Yeah. What the fuck? Dude? Yeah. Why did I think you've seen that? No, I've never seen it before. Holy shit. Um, and I see a lot of that oh movie my God. in this movie. Oh, and yeah. And I see a little bit of, like, obviously The Shining little reference. And of there's course. Little, like, Which I feel like is hard here. to escape for some people. Because I don't even know if Ty West wanted to have an intentional Shining reference in sure. this movie. But he made it But happen. he made it happen. He's um, just like, fuck, no one could hide behind a door anymore and try to <laughs> break, break out. You break a door? Without you do Shining <laughs> reference so like i feel like i feel like he may not even wanted to intentionally have a shining reference in this movie that's fair <laughs> it just happened um, <laughs> but yeah there's so much to love about this film and everyone brings their a game and i think the first time watching it i never knew that she my goth played both characters i'm like wait wait, hold on she plays pearl, pearl as well and, and maxine and yeah. i was like confused i was like wait wait <laughs> And then I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, this is really great. And they, like, play off each other very well, too, when they're in the same room. Perfect southern accent, too. (laughs) See it. Yeah, it's amazing. Great camera work. Uh, I always fall in love with, like, well-framed shots, uh, the way the camera moves, the way it tells the story. And the camera is very much a big piece of it, too. Yeah. And this is also, like, a love letter to film. Uh, Really driving the force, like, hey, we can make a really good uh, porno film. And and they even describe it as, like, it's cinema. Yeah. Like, we can make this look really good. We can put a lot of time and effort into it. Um, and there's a lot of stuff about religion. There's a lot of stuff about symbolism. There's a lot of stuff about addiction, obsession. Um, this movie is riddled with so much layers that you just fall in love with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I completely agree. You know, like there's, there's a piece of something in this movie that has just something about it that just really reached, in my opinion, the right audiences. Um, it was everything I wanted. And I think that's, and this is obviously going to be a little controversial for some, but I think that's why I didn't like Pearl that much was because it, I wanted more of this. <laughs> right. Um, and I thought I was going to get that, but I didn't, which is fine. That's totally fine. I know if I wa- rewatch Pearl now knowing what, what it is, what it is yeah. I, I guarantee I'm going to enjoy it a lot more. But um, seeing X... From fuck like the first time watching it was just great. Yeah. It was such an experience, especially in a theater full of people. It was just it was it was amazing. It was just so much fun, and it it even though it feels like a slow burn in the beginning, or like it it takes about an hour for us to actually get our first official kill. Yeah. I, I want to say it was like fifty two minutes. Is like it's about the, the halfway point. Exactly. Which they kinda also like nod to that as well. Right. When they talk about like psycho and we'll get right. there. And exactly. Like um so 
you know, have, uh, having that aspect in the film, there's still so much going on oh, yeah. that just makes you feel off. <laughs> and like, it's just like something's wrong with this amazing um, score. But, oh, beautiful score. The way it switches from like euphoric to like sexy to like, oh no, it's ominous now. It's like, it's all scary. Yeah. Like it jumps around tones very well. I like also their needle drops in this too. Like yeah. the, the uh, particular type of music that they chose um, that obviously is real music. Right. Um, like, you know, it w- felt like it, it, it matched really well for what this movie was for trying the times, to go for. for. The, the tone for like what's going on. Everything. Right. Yeah, exactly. And everything's very intentional and a lot of foreshadowing too. Yeah. A lot of the dialogue, the lines or visuals too. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool, but man, uh, Freddie, you're going to go ahead and take over for this one. Yes. I very much appreciate you doing that. Um, I just got back from Disneyland, so I did not have a chance to take any notes whatsoever. But, Freddie, go ahead and kick us off, my friend. All right. Let's let's uh, let's get into it. So, X, directed by Ty West, released in March 18th, 2022, with a runtime of one hour, 45 minutes. And I didn't really believe this, but I double-checked. I was like, the budget was only $1 million? Yeah. All right. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, with a box office of $14.7 million, Definitely made its money back. Uh, and the score of... Can you 90, say 14 or... 14.7. 14.7. That makes sense. $15 million. Yeah. Uh, with a score of 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yes. Fuck. Diving in. The movie opens to a well-framed shot coming from the barn looking out to the farmhouse. God. A police car coming around the bend of the road followed by more cop cars being revealed as the frame gets closer with the camera moving towards it. The officer gets out of the car, and we see him looking at what seems to be a body on the floor, covered with a cloth. Sheriff Dentler. He takes a handkerchief out of his pocket and pulls up the the cloth and sets it back down. He makes his way back to the porch, where the screen door is busted. Blood all over the ground and an axe sitting up smashed into the porch with blood on its handle. Genius. Right off the bat. Like these the, visuals the imagery are gnarly. Is, yeah. is gorgeous here. Like it's just everything that's that is happening, even from when we're inside the barn, you could see the blood splatter on the on the ceiling and the roof. Right. Like it's it's great. And like you upon you seeing this, you're you're thinking in your mind, you're like what the fuck happened here? What happened? And you know, yeah. a and lot it's genius to set something up like this too. It is. It yeah. is. And, and, and a lot of films obviously do things like this right. kind of like, Oh, it starts with the ending and then we'll see how right. we got there. Type exactly. Of thing. Um, and then and for this one though, what was also interesting is that like, we didn't know that this was the ending. And then right. until like, we see obviously the title that says like, or the, uh, 24 t- the hours, 24 hours before. Earlier, yeah. Um, so once we see that, we're like, oh shit, we're going to see how this all happened. Let's fucking it's brilliant. go. And the nice thing too, we don't know whose bodies they are. They never show no, it. They're they all really wrapped, show they're really all what's covered. going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do really good at showing stuff, but also showing us nothing. Yeah. Um, we don't get any type of context of why the axe is there. It's it's just a random place of where an axe would be. Which I um, love that it's just there because like she literally just that's how she died. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, there's so many stuff in like this opening scene where I'm just like, this is so smart of doing this way for storytelling. 
Uh, oh, absolutely. Especially for all these characters and how we see how all of them end up as well. And Which is great smart. because I, I think, I would argue that each one of these characters are very likable. Yeah, absolutely. Like, each one of them. Even, they even all the, have a backstory. They all have, like, motives. They all have a reason to be aspirations. there. Aspirations. Um, yeah. Even, like, and I think that that's that brings so much life to each of these characters. Obviously, we haven't met them yet, so we'll right. get there. But, man, go ahead. Um, as he walks through the screen door, as we uh, as he walks through the screen door, we see another body covered in front of the door. And then we see this congregation being played on the TV as he walks into the next room. The preacher saying, quote, I know the powers of Satan firsthand. Our very own daughter was taken by perverts and swindlers and let fall into a world of sin. End quote. Very important to know later. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's the great thing about this, like how he said earlier, um, speaking about it, is that they foreshadow a lot of stuff. Yeah. And everything's very intentional. And we even see Maxine, like, she'll repeat things as well. Right. But we don't uh, see that until later on, too. It gets she slowly it revealed. She, yeah. she does it twice uh, where she'll say things, and, and but we th- then they, they piece it together. We know they, when it clicks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is great. Which is also more on a rewatch too, because then you pick up on all of these signs a lot more, and yeah. especially like breaking it down with these notes. I was like, oh damn, there's so much that connects with each other. Absolutely. Uh, his deputy walks into the room, and he says that he ought to look at something. They head to the top of the basement and slowly descend with flashlights. <laughs> they turn the corner as the deputy raises his flashlight, revealing something to the sheriff. He <laughs> says in shock. Oh my God! As the camera slowly does a close-up of his mortified-looked face, fade into black. We cut to uh, one, or let me say, fade into black. As we cut to, forgot what you're what trying I to say here. Yeah. <laughs> as we cut to, oh, um, there drugs. we go. I think it autocorrected because I don't know why I didn't want to put cocaine on here. Oh, uh, fade to black. As we cut to uh, cocaine being put on a mirror tray. Uh, cutting back and forth to see it being snorted by Maxine in front of a mirror looking at herself. A knock at the door is heard, and Wayne walks into the room. He says to go easy on that stuff, will ya? You know that they, that what they say of too much of a good thing is, and this is a great uh, relation to obsession. And oh, yeah. really the theme of like addiction and really going to something to like, hey, you can't have too much of a good thing because then it becomes something that you're going to want to hold on to. Right. Yeah. And and also I want to point out too, is that him even, you know, telling her that, Hey, you can't have too much of a good thing. Um, is also a great aspect of what they're even trying to do. Yeah. Right. Like, it's just like, they want to live. The they want to live this really, really luxurous lifestyle, yeah. and that's why they. That's initially why he's doing this. That's why he right. wants to that's do what this. That's why initiated and, this and, whole entire new discoveries. Like, hey, I got this college student. He knows how right. to make films. We're gonna go out there, and it's gonna save us a lot of money. We have this great production value. Right. We have the talent. You got the X factor, and it's also great too because we hear him later say to Brittany, uh, or excuse me, uh, 
her name's Bobby Lynn. Bobby Lynn, thank you. Um, but we hear her say to Bobby, we hear him say to Bobby Lynn later, is that like I don't want to be a fucking construction worker, right? Like I'm like we. This is our this last is what we shot, do. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Um, at making money, you yeah, know. So to, like, if we make these half numbers, I'm out of the red and right. all those things. Like this is their one chance to blow up. Exactly. It's initially it's Zach and Miri makes a porno. Yeah, like that's pretty much what this movie Desperation is. To make money and get out there and make <laughs> right. a name for themselves and become famous and leaving their troubles behind. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> uh, then, yeah, we get the nice title that says 24 hours earlier. Give me some sugar. Yeah, for some sugar <laughs> as they kiss. They make out for a bit and then he says that she is special and there's no one else out there like her. He she says, hasn't said a word yet. Yeah. And the, the only just, time like, she says a word in the mirror and they're looking at her beauty and it's like, there's no one else like you. Yeah. And she, she looks like she's she going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> she's like looking at the mirror. They're breathing all heavy. And she, she definitely looks like she's going to throw up. But when he leaves out of the room, like I, I love how she continues staring at herself. Right. And then she tells herself, you're a fucking sex symbol. Yes. Uh, but yeah, he tells her to hurry up and that the time is money and everyone's waiting. He leaves the room. She looks at herself in the mirror and says that awesome line, you're a fucking sex symbol. And it's also great, too, because we get her looking at the mirror a couple of times. Yeah. Um, but it's great because we obviously know that she's playing Pearl. Who does the well. same thing later on. Exactly. And does this kind of same also thing. Also stares in the mirror um, yeah. as well. And it's kind of like a reflection of both of them staring at each other. Right. Yeah. Because if I mean, upon you watching Pearl, like you could see that Pearl definitely had big aspirations. Yeah. Right. So, like, I mean, obviously, she always these movies live that life. And it's literally a great contrast between the two characters. Oh, yeah. The absolutely. Same person. Literally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Farkley yeah. and literally. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we cut to outside of the building and see it's a strip club with a nice mural of an alligator pulling on a bikini of a blonde woman. Another foreshadowing of what happens later on with Bobby Lynn. Yep. Uh, and I just put that there too. Some foreshadowing of what's to come. Bobby Lynn's yeah. the first the one first to come out. The first person that walks out uh, opens uh, with Bobby Lynn walking out in a pretty red dress with a suitcase with another title that pops up on the screen that says we are in Houston, Texas. Shouts out to it. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm telling you. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, Maxine comes out behind her. Then Wayne as the camera pans to them loading the van and getting inside. The logo on the van reads Plowing, Plowing Service. service. <laughs> I was like, that's oh. funny. I didn't notice I didn't that, notice that the first notes. time either. This is well, my like, second time watching this. Like, I should oh, mention that's that too. That's kind of funny. But Play yeah, on words. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. I thought it was pretty great. Um, and I said they, they pretty much drive off of what seems to be an industrial area. Then yeah. we cut to them with another American flag design title uh, revealing the date. 1979. Now, I do want to talk about this really quick. Yeah. Um, just this this whole backdrop. Look how far away of Houston they are. In. Yeah. The whole city is literally miles away from yeah, them. It's factories, warehouses, um, shipping crates. Right. Um, they're in a very industrious world uh, area. And I'm guessing they're probably, that's what they kind of talk about with Wayne. It's like, I don't want to be a construction worker because that's right. probably the only jobs they have around there. So they're just surrounded by all of this industrial work, and it's just like a strip club in the middle of it, right? <laughs> Which probably also all those workers come in and like probably yeah. right, like like this. This is makers. definitely a place. Obviously, like during the seventies and things like that, um, 
commercializing sex was very right. inappropriate, yeah. right? So um, them being out on the outskirts of town and things like that makes sense. Right. However, this is probably really fucking sucks. Yeah, because <laughs> they don't they don't they, like they legit, don't make a ton of money. Exactly. Right. Like they legit need to get the horny horny men in there as much as they yeah. possibly can or exactly. horny women. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but as much as they possibly can. Right. In order for them to make make a buck, which is why he probably had this aspiration like, yo, let's make a film. We need to. We yeah, have to like, make a we film. Have to be, yeah. We have to blow up. Yeah. Home um, video is the next big thing. <laughs> uh, as they continue to drive in the van, they cut in and out of radio stations with one of the preachers saying that America needs Jesus until they cut to a music station. It's so funny how she ignores him. Yeah. Like, like that must be so That has listened to him weird. several times over and over again. As oh, well. yeah. And, and she just completely belief. ignores him. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, a script gets passed around as Bobby Lynn is excited to see her name as she talks to her uh, scene partner, Jackson. Uh, he's impressed. She says that Hollywood, Hollywood, here I come. And that's when Wayne says that they can do it all themselves and don't really need Hollywood. Which, but, is, a, which is great because, yeah. I mean, Ty West, obviously, that's a play for him. As well, he I, doesn't need the big budgets. He doesn't right. need all these things. Like I can make a fucking badass movie for a million dollars. God damn it! Yeah, um, man, it's, it's crazy to think that it's only a budget of one million dollars too. Um, but yeah, this is very Wild. much probably how he films things too. It's like he gets a group of friends, gets some actors, and does it himself. I mean, and he really he came, goes he, for it. He came from the Mumblegore um, era, yeah. right? I mean, like the House of the Devil. Um, super low budget film. Yeah. No studio. fucking Greta Gerwig in yeah. it. And this is why I love that A24 picked this up because I feel like they did not put their hands on this at all. They're like, you oh, have yeah, full no. creative freedom. You do what yeah. you want. This is exactly what we're looking for. People they had that so much faith that they, they fucking yeah. picked up all three of his films. Yeah, like that. Really like, fast. That's how much faith they had in this guy, which is great because, I mean, obviously, I, I think Ty West is one of the best directors out right now um and i to me there's only probably one or two movies that i'm just like kind of so-so on but for the most part i love all of his films i love the house of the devil i do love um very much uh the sacrament as well fucking fantastic movie um so i think i think he did innkeepers too right i think that was the only one that i was just like so-so on and uh, I, I liked it. I, I liked it, was, it, it was but cool. I was I was pretty so so on it. Like it, we wanted more paranormal, <laughs> right? Like yeah, it yeah. didn't fit like him, I guess, yeah. as much as I as I wanted it to. But yeah, I, I think it really honestly came down to the acting in that movie. Anyway, we're not talking about that. <laughs> but like you know, I, I do enjoy enjoy him, and I, I do think he is a very well skilled and well crafted director, which oh, is why absolutely. I'm happy he got a larger budget for Maxine, which we're supposed yeah. to get this year but i haven't heard Which too much be besides this year but we'll see yeah we, i besides think another poster picture. came out yeah with the billboard yeah i saw the poster yeah. and i saw the uh image of halsey yeah as well she's in it so maybe um, soon we'll see hopefully i, I no trailer year, that'll be fucking amazing I, if if it's next year, this year i'm I hoping it. for it I, yeah I, like if it happens next year that's fine too but sure release it when it's ready exactly that's all i care about exactly 
Always ready. Um, not needing Hollywood, Bobby Lynn just expresses that she wants the good life, even to have a pool to get a tan. And she goes a little bit more descriptive of where she wants to get that tan. But like, <laughs> I got we'll tan <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Me trying to like PG-13 the notes. <laughs> Um, it's great though and it's funny because <laughs> Lorraine and RJ are just in the back listening RJ laughing and smiling while Lorraine looking kind of mad Bobby Lynn explains that she was say she's looking mad I would say she's looking uncomfortable yeah she's like yeah, she feels she's out like, of place at least right now yeah um, and, and even she then gets over it pretty quick later <laughs> yeah like I, I, you, could, you could tell she's just observing yeah you know just like alright this is probably her first time meeting these really people I really like her um, name Church Mouse because oh. that also has a really great um, symbolism of like what the preacher is talking about, yeah, and how they can like make someone who is very innocent, quiet, to convert into a life of quote unquote sin and sex and yeah. all this type of Which stuff. Which is also too. great because we find out that it's on a Sunday. Yeah. From her underwear. <laughs> yeah, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 great. Like I. I love this aspect of them kind of all meeting each other because I do think this is them meeting each other for the first time, right. RJ and Lorraine. Um, besides, R- RJ probably obviously has dealt with um, right she, uh, Wayne, Wayne, and talked to him about everything and how he's going to change the game for him. Exactly, um, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, RJ was a little bit laughing, but Bobby Lynn explains that she was given a gift by God and it would be a sin to not take care of herself. Jackson was like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, and then she asks what Maxine's American dream is. She just thinks about it, but doesn't answer as she looks out the window. They pull up to a gas station and Wayne and Maxine walks into the market. I love that fucking uh, cut too. That transition. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just like. It's and so it it's so seventies. The rooster, and then it just opens to the gas station, it's and then so pulling great. up. There's some that. really great shots and great transitions, that's and beautiful. I love his like the when way he, he like, like cuts, back, cuts and the back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fun. Uh, as they walk into the market, he tells Maxine, "If this kid I picked up from university can put it together like he says, our days of struggling may soon be over." Uh, and he even continues to saying, if we do even half the numbers of Debbie does Dallas, <laughs> I'm out out of, out of the red for good. Maxine then says that they should make a picture every week then. Uh, he tells her to be patient and she doesn't want to. And then he explains like, well, that's what it means to be patient. Yeah, she's uh, like, I, I've been patient my whole life. And he lets her know like, well, that's the thing about being patient. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it's interesting too that we have this kind of dynamic between them because this is kind right, of him. We don't re- really know their relationship yet. Right. Well, we know they're dating. Yeah. Um, but we, this very much kind of harkens on what he did in the beginning of the film too, where he was right. telling her, Hey, like you don't want too much of a good thing. And this is kind of him repeating that just differently. Right. Right. That's like, true. it's just like, like slow right, it down, yeah, be patient, let breaks. things go. Exactly. Let it like play itself out. Right. Which is why I'm excited for Maxine, the movie. Right. Um, Maxine Triple X, um, because she's going to go all out. Exactly, and, the and star I think and I think she's really just going to go for it. I think we're going to get a very different movie. Yeah, um, I don't think it's going to be a slasher. Um, I could see it like switching in midpoint too, where it's like everything's going well for her, and then she's starting to fall out, and she's going to like anyone who gets in my way. Right, I will take. And care I think of. that's what it's going to be. I, I think it's going to be like right. I'm going to take you out, 
Um, and I, I to do come. I do think Halsey is going to die by her. <laughs> I do think that's going Fair. to happen because uh, I do think she's not going to want to share the spotlight. Right. And I think that's what that's what our story is going to be. But obviously we could speculate later. But still, yeah. I don't know. It, it makes me seeing her this hungry makes right. me excited to see Maxine because obviously because I can't wait to I see, see Maxine's see. character go all out right too. in the 80s. Right. So we got I think it's a five year jump is what what he said. So I think it's supposed to be 1984 or 85. One of the two. Hmm. But yeah, it'll be fun. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, me too. Uh, Wayne says that he promises her every desire she wants. She states that she deserves nice things and that she has a cosmopolitan taste. He's like, to yep, be famous, I Wayne. agree. It's like, I don't disagree with you and your taste. Uh, she states that she wants everyone to know her name. He says that everyone is going to lust after a piece of Maxine Minx, and it's all because she got that X factor. It's totally a porn name, too. Maxine Minks. <laughs> what a name, yeah. Uh, they kiss and she agrees. She heads to the front and states that she doesn't like RJ's girlfriend staring at her from the out, from inside the market. Wayne states he, she doesn't like anyone's girlfriend. Maxine says that she doesn't say a word and just stares at everyone. Wayne says that she saw, she's shy and hasn't seen any people like them before. Uh, that's when we cut to Lorraine with all of the sound gear and Bobby Lynn walking up to her. She tells Lorraine that her boyfriend is cute. Bobby Lynn asks if Lorraine helps him with all of his films. She says sometimes. She then asks Bobby Lynn if Jackson is her boyfriend, and she responds with sometimes. Yeah. I love that line. It's so good. I do want to backtrack a little bit because yeah. uh, she mentions that she wants to be like uh, Linda Carter. She wanted. She said, I want right, to be right. as famous as Linda Carter, which... Uh, Obviously, Linda Carter, she was Wonder Woman, the original Wonder Woman and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and she was also, I think she was Miss America, too, um, in like the 70s um, as well. But so it was interesting because you have someone who kind of does a lot more innocent things. Um, Fair. You know, like Miss America, very beauty pageant, very right. like prim and proper like, what would you do to save the world? Kind of thing. Like, like they right. ask questions like that. I want to solve world hunger. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know. It, Maxine, it, how about you? <laughs> I want to fuck. <laughs> uh, but, but, like, it's, it's just interesting that she she compared herself to Linda, Linda Carter, Linda Carter yeah. versus Boy, that. powerful was, female who's in the starlight. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what she meant. Yeah. Is that, like, I just want to be a power, powerful woman. Like, yeah. I want to show that I am, I am a I have woman. that, yeah. right? Like I am I'm Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Yep. So like you know, so I, I think that's what she was really trying to go for, um, with a lot of those particular Her aspects confidence and through like the that. roof. Absolutely, exactly. Maxine's like, oh, I know I got the X factor, and I believe it, and I'm going for it. Yep, absolutely. Um, back with Bobby Lynn, she walks over to RJ, asking him why you don't have to film everything in the order. He says. Uh, that a little he, teaching moment. Huh? A little teaching moment about film. Uh, he says that he can splice all the footage together and rearrange it how he wants. She's surprised. Uh, he speaks about the great filmmaking of France and a good way to hide low-budget film. And I love this because this is probably a lot what Ty West does, too. He's like, oh, he probably yeah. does things out of order. He makes things look a certain way to make it look more uh, heavily budget, which this movie, like, that's why I was so surprised it said $1 million budget because yeah. this movie looks 
way more expensive right. and so more it's, grand and beautiful. It's funny because he had technically $2 million to make this one movie, but he yeah. split it up to make this and Pearl. <laughs> and Pearl, which is... <laughs> he's like, $2 million, that's way too much money for me, man. Like, just, I can make two movies and like, you know what, how about make three? Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like... Bet. Bet. Watch, hold my beer. Watch this. Watch me Watch do this. Because obviously you can see that the gore budget... Definitely yeah. was way more higher in this compared in Pearl. Yes. Um, but so a, a lot of what happened in Pearl, different characters and things like that, like a lot of that probably went to that. And, and the fact that Pearl wasn't as secluded. So I think that also went into a lot of it too. True. A little bit um, more like we had to go around to town the city a few more and stuff like that. Theater, but, yeah. But I do want to mention all of the sexual innuendos that they have in this movie. Like, for example, we have when he's walking up to the pump, it says, uh, for pump, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty it's great. Just little hidden Easter eggs and just random sexual stuff. Yeah, exactly. What did you think of Kid Cudi's performance? In this film? Yeah. I thought it was all right. I don't think it's groundbreaking, but he never, he never had a scene to be groundbreaking in. I agree. Um, but for what he had and for his role and for what he needed to do for this film, he nailed it. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, um, could I want more? Absolutely. Sure. Um, but he never really got a standout scene. Yeah, honest. I definitely agree. I mean, he, th- obviously, this isn't the only movie he's ever been in. Right. Um, he's also in uh, Need for Speed, I think. He was in Need for Speed, unfortunately. <laughs> um, uh, but he was also in... Um, I mean, he had a TV show, How to Make It, How to Make It in America, sure. which was a great show. Yeah, um, and it was pretty much them like making a T-shirt company, and it was a streetwear brand that they were trying to make. It was on HBO, yeah. but it got canceled. But um, he also was in um, Creep Show. Fair. Well, he was in Creep Show. Have to check that out. Um, but he's probably his best performance. I think was obviously his film Intergalactic. By far. I loved it. I was Fantastic. about to bring that up. I was like, it's animated, but at the same time, he gives and a really great performance that in it. performance. But he also has We Are Who We Are as well. That's right. Um, which he, I haven't seen it, but. You haven't seen I've it? Okay, yeah. It's also really, really great. He yeah. was also in Bill and Ted. Played himself. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also yeah. in House Party. He was in House Party. Uh, that's right. That's right. You know, I'm talking about that movie. <laughs> Watched original. It's way better. It's way <laughs> better. Why did they do, the, do it like this? Was, I'm glad they made it because it made me watch the original because I'd never seen the original House Party. Oh, like, shit. Oh, my God. Break, I mean, Super Bad stole everything from this movie. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I watched Absolute it. I was like, did it kind of matter? I was like, yo, this is literally yeah. super bad. Absolutely. Yeah, it like, sure is. Super Bad literally stole all of it. Stop stealing shit from black people. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And House Party 2, still pretty decent, too. Watch the third well, one. Man. I heard not so great things. It's not great, but, but you should. Just watch I'll it. watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. May as well um, complete that trilogy. But yeah, as he gives his little film lesson, they begin to shoot a quick scene at the gas station. We get our little film uh, slate with the scene saying, scene four, take one, roll one. The Farmer's Daughter. Director R.J. Nichols. 
uh, camera, RJ Nichols, and the date being July 30th, 1979. Jackson slams it shut. Jackson picks up the gas nozzle and fills up the van, taking direction by RJ. Bobby Lynn comes in and tells RJ that if he tilts the camera, he can make the nozzle look like Jackson's dick. Uh, he likes what she said and does it as we cut to the grain-filled footage with hot music beginning to play. And I can't really make the sound though. Cinema. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like ooh, that's actually pretty good. His shades, though, are so clean. Like yes. with like the He's fucking such a, like, a good look. It is. Yeah. Like, like obviously all Kid their Cuddy, costume designs are great. It's true. Everything they're wearing is like fucking great. It's true. Um also I would like to bring back the Linda Carter thing. This is why I brought it up. Is when uh actually you'll you'll get there and then I'll stop you when you get there. Okay. Um, and I put like the camera really looking at Jackson's body as they cut Bobby Lynn being proud of her work. Cut back to Maxine and Wayne discussing why they have to film all the way out there. He explains it's better for cost essentially. Uh, we see that there's a TV playing the same uh, evangelist preaching. Him I want to stop you right there. Yeah. Because uh, he does put the the cart on the counter. Uh-huh. We have fucking Linda Carter on the. <laughs> oh yeah, the magazine. Yeah. I actually did not notice that. Yeah, yeah so he puts we, the cart on we there. have her in there, and it's it's high society, which um, it it was pretty prolific back in that time. But yeah, he's buying shit for sandwiches, Wonder Bread, cornflakes, mayo, and bologna. Mmm. <laughs> Sounds it's funny. I actually went to a gas great. station today, and they were trying to give me like free ham. It's like, oh, it expires tomorrow. Do you want it? I'm like, hell no, no, it expires like, tomorrow. What the like, fuck? I, like what, bro? We get like, out of here. Like, yeah, that's kind of funny. It's been in the fridge. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So with the evangelist preaching, him saying, kidnappers, murderers, sex fiends, all the result of our increasingly secular society. And then we cut to Wayne saying, explains that staying out of town because people get weird with sex. At the same time, the cash register overhears and it becomes very awkward. She's like staring at him like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you did not just weird say about that. sex. What did you say about <laughs> sex? Uh, they come back outside as Bobby Lynn asks if he has her smokes. She says if she's having sex for him, she needs her cigarettes. He whispers to her asking how the script is. She says that she doesn't know. It's all right. And then that's when he says that he doesn't want to wear a hard hat to make a living. Do you know? Uh, or do you know? Do you? Question mark. She responds, no. He wants that. He says that negativity attracts negative results. He tosses her cigarettes and she realizes it's not the brand that she likes. She makes a joke about calling her agent before getting back into the van. Man. Shout out to Britney Snow, though. Like, I, I, I feel like she's such an underrated actress. Yeah, and like, she came from Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. It's great. She's actually in a movie that came out last year as well, same around the same time as this one. Uh Christmas with the Campbells. And it's with Justin Long, and it's a Hallmark film. Okay, I was about to say it's not a horror film. Definitely not a horror <laughs> it does film. Does not sound like but it. it was written by Vince Vaughn. Interesting. Hallmark yeah. film by Vince Vaughn. Actually, it's not Hallmark. It, lo- it said it was AMC Plus, but still. But it probably looks like a Hallmark-like film. It it, it definitely is. Definitely right. is. I remember getting so many things for this. They were pushing this on me hard last year. <laughs> and I was like, dude, no. Well, I don't want to watch this. Get away from me. <laughs> I will give you money to not give me this movie. <laughs> yes, please stop it. Um, but I remember her from, um, I think the first movie I saw her in was Prom Night, um, which was the Ooh. remake or reimagining, really. Um, in 2008, that was the first time I saw her. 
And I was like, okay, cool. You know, whatever. It is what it is. Um, but she's also, a lot of people don't know this, she's also uh, nominee in Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, interesting. Just saying, she's the English version yeah, of the voice. People are just, just saying. up doing voice acting jobs too. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, you know um, what? Correction. The first time I saw her was John Tucker Must Die. Oh, shoot. First time That's I saw a low-key good movie, you know? Yeah, first time I saw her. John um, Tucker Must Die. As they leave, uh, the cashier sees them drive away. The TV's still playing. The preacher is saying people need to repent before it's too late. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, that God may be forgiving, but every man has got his limits. We see this quick back and forth of cows and the TV in a cool, quick edit, which is kind of cool to see something new. I never yeah, really see any other that. directors do this. Yeah. Uh, they cut. They get caught in some traffic, thinking it's a bad wreck. They pass a cop car and a gas tanker with blood all over it. They see that the truck hit a cow. Maxine feeling sick, saying that she hates blood and guts. And it's well, you're about gruesome. to learn today about blood and guts. <laughs> but it's gruesome. Like, oh yeah, like, you know it. And they kind of show it all the cows yeah, in pieces cows, like, all over the split road. In half. Um. And they run over some of it as well as they're driving past it. And you see the cut of that as well. Um, And I even put there, they even run uh, some of the remains over as they drive by. Uh, And then we actually see the sheriff at at the scene that we saw at the beginning of the movie. And I even put here, I was like, this is an early 24 hours for him too. It's like, he's seen some shit in the last day. (laughs) Poor guy. Yeah. Uh, They cut to a guy even shoveling the remains to the side. Continuing on the road, they make it to the farm. Bobby Lynn saying, thank God, because she's horny. <laughs> RJ saying, says that she always is, and her responding that not always. RJ looks around and says it's going to add a lot of production value. It's a long road up to the farm as more sinister music begins to play. They make it to the house and park the van. Wayne says to everyone to hold up, and he will handle the business real quick. He walks to the house and knocks on the door. Back at the van, Bobby Lynn and Jackson are making out as Lorraine feels uncomfortable. She tells RJ that this wasn't what she had in mind. RJ says that you gotta start somewhere, and she replies that this is smut, which means, like, dirty. Right. Brad didn't tell her? <laughs> like, you just be like, yo, I'm filming this project, I need you to come with me. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be my sound person, you, like, know? you know? Like, you <laughs> gotta hold the boomstick and everything. <laughs> I feel like that's something you should mention to your girl. Especially, You'd be yeah, like, hey, by the way, it's like, porn. Just as a colleague, but, like, that's your significant other All right. that's doing this with it's you. Like, it's like, by the um, way, we're, we're, we're filming porn, so, yeah. like... But it's cinema, like you know. Yeah, it's like, this I wrote the art. script. Like, this is art. <laughs> you got to um, start somewhere. <laughs> it, I, I like what he like. He defends the artwork of, of oh yeah, and stuff like that too. No, I mean, it, which sex is, work is still hard fucking work. It, sex, yeah. sex work is work. You know, Absolutely. it's in that's the, that's the thing um, that I really like about this movie is that it it's very respectful. Right. To sex work, absolutely, um, yeah. and I obviously it takes it seriously, which exactly. is great. And yeah. I obviously don't know much about sex work besides like, hey, you watch porn, but like that's it. <laughs> like, that, that's really it. That's all I all I truly know about it. Yeah, um, you've done your research, right? Exactly. Yeah, uh, but um, shout I, out to the perverts. <laughs> but I have I have a friend. Um, actually, she was on the show. Um, I you may have met her, um, but. Uh, 
why am I blanking out right now? But anyway, actually, you did meet her. She she's uh, final girl standing. Oh yeah. Um, so she does a lot of sex work stuff. Yeah. Um, as well, and um, I think she like teaches people like about things. sex and, and like elementary the, school and stuff like that too. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like not necessarily about sex, but like like safe sex, right? And and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that, and, and like how to protect yourself and 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 the resources that are out to there to learn for you. more about sex. And, right. Yeah. Um. And and your resources, but she shared a lot about like this film in general and like how positive it was. on um, showcasing sex work in the light because usually when we get movies like this, it is very much focused on just the sex, right? right? Which I feel like this is, but at the same time, that is not really our main focal point here. But the sex is also very important in this movie. It's a great contrast to what's going on. Right. Yeah. But it's also very important in the movie, right? Because Pearl can't have sex or right. Howard that becomes can't. her envy, her jealousy, her exactly yeah, her driving force to do these right acts. So, like in, in in all honesty, this movie wouldn't have worked if it didn't have any sex scenes. So you're saying sex is important in the film? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially when it's warranted, right? <laughs> of course. Um. So, like, yeah. I mean, I I think it's a it's a great way to showcase two characters having intimacy. It is um, great to see but, someone like Lorraine, who is very, um. Out in, like, she doesn't know about this topic. She doesn't know about this industry. Yeah, she's called a And she's like, oh, this is dirty. And then she's like, no, this is great. Mutt, RJ. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) He asked asked back, uh, telling her, when did she start becoming a prude? And she's like, I'm not. How dare you? Uh, That got (laughs) fucked up, though. Hmm? That was kind of fucked up when you said that to her. Yeah, of course. Especially that's her single counter. You should like make her feel comfortable, let her know like everything's gonna work out and stuff like that too. Um, I mean, all men in the seventies were assholes. Yeah. So, (laughs) and continuing on. Yep. (laughs) Uh, He says to her that it is possible to make a good, dirty movie. Wayne, when Alyssa, that's that's her name. It's like, what I'm so about? fucking sorry. Alyssa from Alyssa. Final Girl Standing. Yeah, shout I'm out so to you. sorry. Shout out to them. ADHD moment. Yeah, sure. Final Girl Standing. Yes, is a shout the fuck out to them. Yes, absolutely. Great podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, but yeah, he explains that he can make a good dirty movie. Wayne, waiting outside, hears a guy asking who's there. He announces himself as someone who. Uh, he announces himself as someone comes to the door. He asks if. Uh, Wayne is from the county and that it's private property here. He picks up a shotgun and begins to point it at him. Maxine sees this and says something is wrong, everyone beginning to look. We said we see that they have a pistol in the glove box that she opens up. Back with Howard and Wayne still at gunpoint, being pushed back from the porch. He says that he can shoot people trespassing. Wayne explains that he um, that he called, and Howard now remembers he's the guy looking for a place to stay. He says that you can't be too careful, and that's not even loaded as he puts it away. That waving it around is all you need, with Wayne agreeing. He says that he has the same thing in his glove box that we saw prior. Jackson says that he's the, Jackson looks at the guy and says that he is one ugly son of a bitch. Bobby Lynn laughing. Wayne goes she back like to, smacks him too. It's like, come it's on, like, Jackson. It's like, what? He, he kind of cute. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was just the fact that it was mean. Yeah. It's like, but she's <laughs> laughing too. Like, right. Yeah. 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 Like, like, all right, stop being mean. But that was yeah. kind of funny. Uh, Wayne goes back to the van and lets everyone out. 
They all get their bags, and Maxine, looking up at the house as she's outside of the van, sees Pearl from the window staring at them. A creepy zoom-in of her happens as she closes the door and walks away from the van, Pearl closing the curtain. It's a conjuring-ass zoom. (laughs) And like I said, the great camera work in this movie is fantastic to look at. It's true. He really knows how to move the camera and when not to. Oh, and yeah. it creates a lot of tension, and there's some really great pans that we'll even talk about as well. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, they all walk across the field to the other house. Wayne saying that they live far away, and Howard saying he likes it before stopping and coughing a ton. Wayne checks on him, but he quickly recovers and starts walking again. <laughs> this was funny. This scared the shit out of me the first time. <laughs> he was like, you okay, old <laughs> He was, he like, was you gone. Good, man? He's like, I'm good. And the way he, he stops, too. too. Like, he's he like, stops, <laughs> punches over, like, I'm about to die. And Wayne slowly walks up to him. You okay there, old timer? Like, hey, you all right there, old timer? Puts his hand on his shoulder. I'm fine. <laughs> starts just, walking off walking. like nothing. I love this shot. And everyone's though. just like confused. This, this is definitely my favorite shot though in this whole movie because obviously it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That little quick shot, right? right. Yeah. Super fun nod. Uh, in the trailer, we see a longer shot of that too, which is we cool. do. Yeah, and I wish they kept that longer shot. Me too. That's fine. Yeah, of uh, the whole group walking across the field. Um, yeah. Okay. He starts walking in. They enter the other house, and Howard says it's not much that it was used during the Civil War for soldiers, but they never saw any action. Howard asks Wayne if he served, and Wayne responds that he has flat feet. So, no. <laughs> Jackson then announces that he has two tours in South Vietnam, that he had enough farmers to try to shoot him for one lifetime. Know what I mean, Pops, as he looks at Howard, Hoorah. which is a great uh, foreshadowing as well, because, like, hey, I've been shot up from many farmers, and he ends up yeah, getting obviously. shot by him yeah. later on. Um, Wayne catches Howard staring at Maxine and says to be careful since that's his future wife. Uh, Howard then questions that he doesn't he's remember his future fiance, which is oh, yeah, even so funnier like, to me. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's hey, like, this not is the my future, future person wife. I'm gonna propose to, baby Mary, <laughs> but that's my future fiance, <laughs> so fucking minimum fiance. <laughs> that's a good catch, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's some, and that's what I like about this movie too. There's a lot of comedic moments. This movie's actually legitimately funny. Yeah, like, it's like, really funny. Without the horror elements, <laughs> this, this could be a full blown comedy. Oh, absolutely. Um, Howard questions that he doesn't remember him saying that he will be bringing all these people. He quickly says that this that his ad said thirty dollars and that he has a bit extra to sweeten the deal. That he hopes it's okay. Howard takes it and then says that he doesn't think he likes him. And then he says, I don't think I like you. To think of it, I don't think I like any of y'all. This is great because here's the thing about these folks. Yeah. Um, They're genuinely good people. Now, bear with me here. The old couple? No, no, no. Okay. I'm saying I'm saying the people we're with. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I was about to say. Eh, no, they're genuinely know. good people. Yeah. Um, even though they have these snarky remarks, and even though they're very much aging the fuck out of this old dude, who probably hates that shit, and that and that's the point too, where it's like they they both hate eating. Oh, they don't understand what exactly. I've been through in life. Yeah, right. And they hate being old. Him and yeah. Pearl. Um. So like them constantly kind of hammering that on youth. that. 
Exactly. Um, But like they genuinely actually are like trying to look out for them and have moments of like sincerity with them. Yeah. Uh, And they take advantage of that. It's like, hey, are you good, man? Right. And they take advantage of that. And then I think that's what makes this movie so genius is that they're taking advantage of these people's kindness. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though I wouldn't say they are like super straightforward with their kindness, but they take advantage of that, which I like. Yeah, it's pretty good. This movie is just so well written. Yeah. Um, who says this? Howard asks for discretion, and Wayne says that he gives his word that he won't even notice that they're there. He leaves, and they close the door. Bobby Lynn makes fun of Wayne's uh, negotiation skills, and then he threatens to have her pulled from the main stage for a month. Then she explains. Well, then none of us will make money, including <laughs> him. And then he explains that he um, that. He explains that um, Howard is harmless, and then that's when Lorraine asks if he knows what we are doing. He says no, and we'll keep it that way. He doesn't want to give the guy a heart attack. Better to ask for forgiveness than permission, he says. Another great foreshadow. Love that. (laughs) Uh, He sees Howard driving off in his truck, which makes Wayne spring to action to start working on what they came here for. Bobby Lynn says, fucking finally, as we cut to the grain film footage of her and Jackson having sex. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> the, the, the music kicks in. I can't even do it. You're really good at it. Copyright. <laughs> uh, they really go at it while RJ gives direction and Lorraine holding the boom, really paying attention to what's happening. RJ tries to give more direction, but Jackson tells him to stick to his lane. Bobby yeah. Lynn laughs. Yeah, you can definitely tell he was getting annoyed with yeah, all the like, direction. All right, I know giving. what I'm doing, man. I'm, yeah. It's like, I've done this before. <laughs> you um, Jimi Hendrix looking ass. <laughs> he looking does. The mustache and the hair. Um, yeah, so as he gives more direction, he says, stick to your own lane. Bobby Lynn laughs and gets caught on camera, but then goes back into the scene again. Which I thought was hilarious. She's like laughing. She's like, oh, oh, sorry. That was funny. (laughs) That was funny. Um, (laughs) Cutting to Maxine walking outside now in overalls. She sparks a cigarette and begins to walk. Walking past the sex scene from the window. She walks down the path towards some trees until she arrives at a lake. At a pond. Uh, She walks out on a dock as the camera zooms out to a wide shot of the pond. She takes her shoes off as we see Pearl slowly turning the corner on the path. She just stands there, looking at Maxine, take her clothes off, and then jumping into the pond. Back with RJ and Wayne in the hall, Wayne expresses that he loves what he's seen. RJ explains that it's cinema. (laughs) Uh, Wayne expressing, whatever it is, keep doing it. People's eyes are going to pop out of their skulls when they see this. He says his dick is hard <laughs> and makes RJ touch it. <laughs> Man, this whole scene. Yeah, I'm positive on the perfect scene, the perfect moment. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> what are you saying? Right, he did that. Cut to the rest of the crew finished with the scene. And we see them finished. We see them finished. Um, and they start cleaning up with Bobby Lynn telling Jackson to not just stand there, uh, being proud of himself. 
Kuwait's just staring out the window. I love his like job well done. He fucking like he does like Armstrong. He clocked in, he clocked out. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh but it's funny, it's like just don't stand there like you think you did something. <laughs> um she says it's all acting as she gets into character and starts moaning. She smiles at him and she says he did just fine. He says that he might love her. She says, bless your heart. <laughs> I love that line. It's like, I think I love you. Bless your bless heart. Bless your heart. That's uh, back with Maxine. Which is funny because she obviously gets probably a lot of men that probably say that to her. Right. What? Uh, I think. Oh, I, I love think you. I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure. And so I think that I think that's another reason why she's it's like, like um, yeah, yeah, it's like, like. That's not nothing that post new. Post nut love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> grappling. I guess, but like, yeah, it's like I think I love you after we just had sex. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess it's better than crying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, back with Maxine in the pond as we get the iconic look of hers of her face slowly out of the water. So good. The camera pans over slowly until it reveals an alligator staring right at her. She just calmly floats as she stares at the clouds. She begins to swim back with an overhead shot, slowly looking at the alligator getting closer and closer to her. Without her here, knowing it. It's a fucking great scene. And it's great. It's so much um, tension here. And it's all about that overlook shot, too, of yeah. like pointing down and you see That's how awesome. far the distance is between her, the, um, and the, the dock, dock, and the alligator. Yeah. Um, she gets to the dock to what seems right on time as she stays in the water a bit longer as the alligator gets close to her. We hear Archie's screaming action as she gets out in time and cutting back to another scene. Jackson in character says that his car broke down and he needs to use a phone. Bobby Lynn asks if he wants to come inside and the sex scene begins to start again. Yeah, music. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they um, have sex here. Or it's like the yeah, yeah. yeah it, I think it was supposed to be the lead up scene. scene. Yeah, yeah, I think it was supposed to be the lead up scene. And I think the only reason why they did the sex scene early was because Howard just left. Right. They so like, they're doing stuff out of order exactly. to rearrange it. Right. Um. So we get the intro of them meeting for the first time in exactly. this scene, which is great. Right. Which also backs up what RJ was talking about. It's like, oh, right. doing things out of order. Yeah. Which is very realistic for a movie to make. Yeah. Um, back with Maxine, she stares at the house, looking at Pearl, raising her hand from outside and asking her to come over. It's so funny when she waves back. She's like, what the fuck? And he's like, like It's a very awkward shit. wave back and forth. <laughs> yeah. But she's not really waving to her. She's motioning her to come inside. Yeah. Right. Man. So she just holds her hand up, looks at her, <clears throat> then moves the come here movement, yeah. and then slowly goes back into her house while Maxine follows. Uh, she gets to the porch and opens the screen door. She says hello, but there is no answer. She walks in slowly as she takes a look around, yelling hello again, but nothing. She makes it to the kitchen, but it's very dirty, and she sees that the stove is even on. We cut to Pearl Bean beside her, asking if she wants lemonade. Back no at lemonade. the you want lemonade? Maxine's like, where the fuck did you come from? Uh, and as she says that, we're back at the sex scene with Bobby Lynn serving Jackson some lemonade. I love this part. I think this is so well crafted. The back and forth between them having lemonade and they're having lemonade, and there's still some weird like sexual tension between right. both couples. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's really cool to say. 
and even like the the whole concept of when she's even mentioned she's like she's like she whispers in Jackson's ear, "Oh, my dad's gonna be home soon." Blah blah blah. Like, let's right. you know, let's do it now or whatever. Daddy's coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we see Pearl and Maxine getting up at the after that too, which is because Daddy's coming too. Right. Yep. So great. Uh, back with Maxine with some lemonade with Pearl. They are quiet as she takes a drink while staring at her. She chugs it. Yeah, and then finishing the lemonade and saying she must get back uh, because her boyfriend gets fussy to know where she is. Back at the sex scene, Bobby Lynn says to Jackson to come with her before Daddy gets back home. Back with Maxine and Pearl, they stop on the way out by a photo on the wall. Pearl saying that she used to be young once too. She explains it was taken before the first war and Howard served in both uh, wars. She explains that she was a dancer back then. But the war came and it stopped. She looks at Maxine seeing such a special face. That is beautiful. They look at the mirror uh, together. And then we cut back to the sex scene continuing with Bobby Lynn saying, if daddy catches us, there's no telling what he may do. Foreshadowing with cutting to uh, seeing Howard coming back in his truck. Um, Coming back to the home and Pearl saying that she should go. That it will be their secret. Maxine, looking confused, asking what will. She just shushes her and tells her to leave. Maxine leaving from the back, not getting spotted by Howard. She sneaks by the house and she runs as soon as Howard enters the house. She makes it across the field as she runs into Wayne, explaining that they're losing time and they need to hurry up. She runs into the other house to get ready and snorts some more cocaine. She looks at herself in the mirror and says... I will not accept the life I do not deserve. So that's the first time we get her saying her dad's yeah. line. Uh, back with Howard in the other house, he notices that there are two glasses of lemonade, knowing that someone was there. Back with Wayne asking. Honestly, if, my slow ass would have been like, oh, was that for me? Was she waiting for me and she just got impatient? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, she drank both. I was like, damn, like, he didn't come well, in time. not drunk. So, oh, that's true. Yeah, so one's drunk, one's not. And like, it was just like, oh, shit. But he probably knows, like, me? that's Maxine's chair or the, uh, this Pearl's chair. Pearl's chair, chair right. Yeah, this he knows, like, like Pearl, <laughs> Pearl sits here. It's like, typically. someone sat in my seat. Someone had my porridge. <laughs> <laughs> someone slept in my bed. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> uh, back with Wayne asking if Maxine is ready. They start making out, and she says, let's go to work. Uh, and yeah. I said, her turn is up. They all head to the barn, getting ready for the next scene. As they fill a bucket with milk by a cow and say that coast is clear, which they was be- so unnecessary. Like the bucket, I thought they were gonna like spill the bucket over or some shit. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> what did you have to put milk in it for? Because you know, it's a I farm. Guess. You gotta set the scene. You I guess know? so. Just make it realistic. Mood. You know, there's a good way to make a porno. I guess so. Yeah. You can Once make again, a good dirty film. All I know is just what I see. It's production value. <laughs> they bought that at the market too. That's where the milk came from. They showed, Wait, they only yeah. bought one milk, right? Yeah. And they used the milk a couple times because even Jackson later on he drinks, drinks it from the milk. Yeah. And I was just like, ew. 
It's like, that was in the barn. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So I wasn't tripping on oh, that. Oh, right the now. 70s. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, they begin to film as Jackson walks in and meets her. Um, she explained that she that he met her sister prior and that she is gel and she's often jealous and that her dad is very protective. He asks about her dad and see if he can get a ride from him, and she explains that she they shouldn't disturb him and that he wouldn't like him when he gets angry. That she can give him a ride, wink wink. <laughs> Instead. Uh cut to Pearl in a dark, creepy room brushing her hair. Uh-huh. A great shot of her in front of his three-way mirror, slowly brushing the hair over and over again. Ominous music plays well, as she, she gets left. all dolled up and puts makeup on. Uh, okay. God damn! What the, like there, the effects on her is fantastic. Yeah, she, it's, it's she so looks well so realistically old. Yeah, <laughs> in the so, great way, not like, like in the bad way. Like, right? She just looks like a normal old lady. She does. Like, she she looks look like at. an old person who's seen some shit and had to do some shit. And then they said that this movie had a one million budget. I'm like, I don't believe it. How'd you yeah. pay all these people? Uh, well, peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> they were down to do it. Uh, here you go, peanuts for you. And uh, you want some too? I mean, he did step in on a lot of other roles too. Right. Um, and also Sam Levinson. And his wife also uh, executive produced this as well, so I'm sure they lended some some things from Euphoria and all this other right. stuff too. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, back to moaning sounds on the audio equipment. The sex scene between Maxine and Jackson continues. Maxine working it, even staring directly at the camera. <laughs> Outside of the barn, we see a POV shot of someone looking in. Everyone inside, when she touches his face. That yeah. shit was so fucking funny. Why? He was even like, "What the what the fuck? This is new." <laughs> okay, but he's loving. He's it. digging it. Yeah, he's digging it. He's like, he's she like, got oh, that shit. X factor. He's like, for he's like show. all right, I, I see. And I love how like she stares at the camera, like, "Yeah, I'm fucking great." Yeah, like she she knows she's in control. Right. I exactly. That that's the point right there. She's in control. Right. She's the one who's this just is, like, "This is my." This is where scene. she shines. Yep. Yeah, exactly. this is where she's a star. I'm a fucking star. I'm going to get the life I deserve. Yep. Um, but yeah, we get that POV shot of someone looking in and then everyone inside looking in amazement of what Maxine is doing. As we see Pearl looking in from outside the window, we see Pearl being a, and then we see Pearl being a part of the sex scene, almost like we are seeing her mind thinking of herself doing what Maxine is doing. Yeah. The scene ends as we pan into another house. Uh, to the other house with Howard at at sunset. Surprised just you didn't mention there. the fact that we got the pitchfork chilling right there too. Oh yeah, which is another yeah. nice little another, another nod. nod. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if I brought it up too when Wayne was talking about like, oh, they're just gonna pop the eye sockets out of their skulls. It's yes. another foreshadowing of how he dies. Yeah. Uh, so we see like the blonde woman getting pulled by the alligator and the mural from the strip club. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackson talking about how a farmer is, is always yeah. shooting him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We get Wayne talking about his death. So everyone really kind of foreshadows their own death in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Which is cool yeah. to see. Just great writing again. Um, yeah, the scene ends going back to the other house with Howard and it's sunset time. He just sits there as Pearl walks in. She's in a green dress and begins to seduce Howard. He said that they talked about this. Pearl saying, please, as she begins to kiss him. 
Howard stops her and says, you don't know I, you know I can't. She reflects on the sex scene. Back with the group, they all are happy of all the work that they were uh, that they accomplished. They prepare some food as they all uh, compliment each other, saying that Maxine has that X factor. Maxine calls out Lorraine. Yeah, she for, comes in the room, fucking juice. Yeah, she's, she's like, I'm, like I'm the shit. shit. I'm the shit. Coming in here about to eat a bologna sandwich. Thick ass bologna. Like you can cut it a little bit thinner, right? For, please. For the love of God. Jesus Christ. Ugh. Bologna sandwiches. And as they all continue to compliment each other, Maxine realizes that Lorraine is staring at her and she calls her out. She says that she has a... Uh, and then Lorraine says that she actually has a question. She asks Wayne if it's strange to see Maxine do it with Jackson. He says that it's he's cool with it, saying it's just business as long as the camera is running. That it's just a movie and it's not real life. She asks about if they believe in love, and Maxine absolutely does believe in love. She explains it's just sex, and they can't help to be attracted to other people. It's just human nature. Hmm. Bobby Lynn coming in and explains that she has seen uh, her... Explains that even Lorraine has checked out Jackson, and that's all right. Yeah. Everyone loves sex. It's a, a gas. That's, we're, that's we're just, an interesting comp comment too, where she's just like, "You can't fight attraction, right?" You know, it's which true. you could always find other people attractive, but that doesn't right. mean that you don't love your significant other. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, so, and it's 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 interesting. I mean, granite, granite. Now this is a, a big granite. <laughs> I mean. It is not okay to find attractions to like children. <laughs> no, mm. that that no, yeah. like that is not human nature, and that is not okay. Um, you know, but it's it's interesting though that like she mentions that, and like you can see Lorraine is like really coming around. She's, yeah, she's she wants like, to learn more. Yeah, she's, she's open just, like, to I just talking want about to it now. Be able to understand. Cause she loved what she saw. It's like, right. how are you okay with this? And so cool with it. And she wants to learn more. Right. Cause it was interesting because like, it didn't matter about, uh, Jackson and Bobby Lynn. She didn't care about that scene that much. It, it, to be honest, she looked like she was disgusted in that scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. but to see how, I think it also helped that Maxine was really, really, really involved in the scene to where she owned that moment. Right. To where, Lorraine was just like, I, I I think I want that too. I don't yeah. think I just want to be I the want to feel empowered as much as Maxine was empowered. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be Wonder Woman too. Right. <laughs> I also want to be Lynn Carter. I can't blame them. Yeah. <laughs> um but the way Bobby Lynn explains it's like it's a gas. We're just not afraid to admit it. Uh says one day they will be too old to fuck and life is too short. Says they turn people on and they fear that. Wayne explains how much they give back and they all cheers to the perverts to give them what they have. Um, Each of them kind of have their own little cheers yeah. too, right? They all talk about, um, they all go around and Maxine cheers to doing what she loves no matter what the naysayers got to say. While staring at Lorraine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they all raise their glasses and cheers. Lorraine says that she doesn't agree with all of that, but she liked what she saw. Yeah, she did. Uh, and I just put here, cut to Kid Cuddy because I was like, musical artist, playing the hell out of the acoustic guitar of as Bobby Lynn sings her heart out. Which, obviously, we all know Britney Snow has the voice of a fucking angel. Yes. Like, she comes from a musical background. She was in Hairspray and things like that. So, like, she, and she's this done. This is a great moment. Right. This is beautiful. 
It's beautiful. And the way it's like kind of like montage in the way too. Um, as she sings, we see Pearl and Dumb in half screen seeing her look at herself. She great. begins to dress in her nightgown. And I just put here, cool fucking moment. Lorraine says that she wants to do a scene as everyone starts to stare at her. Yeah. Uh, Archie says, what? <laughs> she repeats, he says, no. She says, why not? He says, because no. <laughs> I mean, and it goes back to uh, Maxine, right? Where Maxine right. was taking control of her scene. Really, the person that was the scene was for was for her. And RJ's taken that away from Lorraine, where right. she's like, he's like, no, I don't want to like, empower yeah, you. I don't with want this because yeah. I, I'm not like Wayne, who's okay right. with this. Yeah, yeah, like he's out of his element as well, and then kind of flips right. the switch on that too. It's like, and she even says later on too. And when did you become a prude? Uh, exactly. <laughs> he says because no. Then ask if they put. Um, then ask if they can put her in it. Everyone, or that's when she brings up the psycho reference. Yeah. Yeah. So Lorraine tells RJ that no one put her up to it and plus that she's young. She doesn't she says that she doesn't want to do the equipment but wants to be in it. RJ explains that they they have a story that can't be changed and stories can't just suddenly change midway through. And she's like, "What about Psycho? You love that movie." <laughs> he explains that the movie is a horror film, not like this one, and the plot was a MacGuffin to build suspense. She says people are not coming to see the movie for the plot, but for the sex. He argues more with her, and then she then asks him, dude. when did he become a prude? It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I love the reference for Psycho. I was like, it does midway shift. Yeah, it's, a, it's a completely it's different movie. And it's fantastic. Yeah, it is. Uh, Wayne's stepping in, saying that he's the executive producer and has some word in this. He asks RJ to step outside with him. RJ leaves the building pissed and asks Wayne to back him up. He teaches him about young women and that if he if she's serious, she's going to do what she wants, whether he likes it or not. Uh, he insults Jackson, and Wayne says that he's a professional. RJ thinks that he just wants another sex scene. Wayne explaining that it was her idea, and if she does great, she'll become famous. RJ uh, says... Will it attack him along? <laughs> yeah, it's like, he's like, you know what? You can be a great asset with this too. So, like, let's go. Yeah. RJ says that he doesn't get it and that she's not like the rest of those people in there, Ooh. that she is a nice girl. Wayne says, I beg your pardon? And RJ immediately backs down. Yeah. <laughs> then he, he says that he means nothing by it. Wayne then breaks the bad news to him and says, but ain't none of them nice girls. Wayne leaves uh, leaves him, leaving him with his thoughts. Then we cut to Lorraine getting ready for her scene as RJ walks in. Uh, she stares at him as they begin. She takes her uh, crucifix off and he gets uh, and he starts to get his camera. I was very happy that we, uh, like, because she she feels like everyone's little sister. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no, this is like, like oh, she. Honestly, she kind of looks very young in this she movie. Very, I mean, she it's looks very of, young in every movie. That's she true. Is she very just, young. Yeah, because I, I think general. she just turned twenty one, maybe. But like, you know, it's. I was very happy. I'm pretty sure she's of age in this movie, but still, yeah. kind of like you said, like she and she has that very innocent look to her and right. stuff like that too. But um, also, it's just like it works for the movie. Even because, when she doesn't, like in Screams Five and Six, like I wouldn't say she looked innocent. I but 
I, I she's just like she's everyone's little sister, you right? Know? Like, and so it's just, it, it just felt she's weird. Our little scream it queen. felt weird. It just felt like it was like, yeah. oh god, like I feel like you're a sister to me. Like, like I, RJ. I don't know if I really want to watch this scene right now, but. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the scene begins as he reluctantly starts filming. Lorraine gets on top of Jackson and the scene goes on with the reflection of the camera lens. We cut to Pearl waking up. Back at the house with the group, everyone's asleep. Except for RJ taking a shower as he begins to start crying. <laughs> as he also, you mm. can't forget this either, as he also, when he was crying, he took a message from our sponsor. And after he took that message from our sponsor, he continued crying as he lowered down on the bathtub. Um, <laughs> uh, he breaks down crying as he gets lower and then takes off the water. He was f- fucking sobbing. Bawling. Like yeah. this, but he, I, 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 <laughs> Dude, he's heartbroken. Like, I he saw bad. someone else. Yeah. Like I, like, I felt bad, but at the same time, like, it, you know. He can't I, remove himself from, like, this is not real. It's just a film. <laughs> He's like, I got cheated on. My life is over. Well, I think also, too, that they both might not have had sex. Like him and Lorraine. Like that might have been, like That could be a possibility. You know, Absolutely. Like, like that could be another thing, too, where it's just like, you know, now that's probably taken away from him or whatever. Who knows? Because in reality, like they may see themselves as a couple. Right. But they mightn't just be, they might not be a couple, like an actual couple, you know? That's they just fair. probably just like, like, we're just in a relationship, but not exactly. in a relationship. Yeah. Right. Uh, we then cut to him taking it's like the, the relationship keys. and talk to me. You know, where like, oh, they're yeah, a couple, yeah. but they're like, they haven't even they kissed like, yeah, exactly. for three months. Like, yeah, like yeah. It's like, are you guys together? Are you? <laughs> Question mark. But yeah. Anyway, um, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, we see RJ. Uh, taking the keys from the counter and heads to the truck, talking to himself that they will have to figure out their own way out of here. He starts driving until he breaks hard in front of a uh, in front of Pearl standing in the middle of the uh, road. That doesn't even look like Mia Goth. Yeah, when you pause it right now, fuck, dude, that's crazy. that is not Mia Goth. That's an old lady. Yeah, that's not her, but that's it is her. Wild. So yeah, we Damn. get a really good Special close up of her face. Fantastic. Um, they show her, yeah, her entire face, and it looks nothing like her. Yeah. So they did an incredible job, and the very scary scene of her just standing there too. Yeah. It's so haunting her yeah. white gown, and but at the same time, like once again, like Whew. this goes back to them just being genuinely good people. Like he, RJ gets out of the car, right? Tries to check on her, like, hey, are you okay? You good, man? And even he closes his door quietly. I mean, obviously, he does it to try to not pick up anybody from the other side of the house. Up. Yeah, but yeah. he's all the way on the other side of the lawn, so there's no way they would even fucking care about hearing a door close. True. Um, so I think a lot of it was for Howard, too. Even from him driving off and, like, breaking, it's like, I think it's just mostly for, like, yeah, respect. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, he gets out and calls to her. He walks up and asks if she's all right. He puts his hand even on her shoulder, and she begins to look at him. She gets real close and begins to moan and hold him. She begins to run her head under his neck and then tries to kiss him. He is taken off guard by this and says that I can't believe you just tried to do that. She wonders why he won't look at her. She looks at him and tells him to look at her the way the same way he looked at the other girl. She explains that she can show what she is capable of 
And he says he doesn't want to see that. <laughs> okay, right and, on. And, and I don't even think it's it's like I don't want to see that because like I'm not attracted to you, even though he probably is. But like I don't think it was because of that. I think it was more so like, hey, like you, you're, you're not obvi- okay. You're obviously not okay right now. It's like I don't want to see that. You're good, right? And then she even he begins to say, "Let's go find your husband." Right? Maybe we should go find your husband or something. You know, because like he he obviously. He feels uncomfortable, but right. at the same time, he's he understands like something's he's trying wrong. to help her out still. Right, yeah, yeah. he's like something's wrong with you right now. Like you know, I don't know if it's a de- dementia episode. I don't know because like you know, for him, if I was in his shoes, I would probably assume that she's having a dementia episode and she may think that I'm her husband. How? Right. Yeah. Um. So like, I think for him, getting getting on her level. And like kind of bending down, just like, let's go, maybe let's just go find your husband. Yeah. You know, I think he was genuinely trying to look out for her oh, absolutely. in that moment. I, I don't think it was because he was purely just disgusted. I think a little bit of it was, but I, I don't think it was purely disgust. Right. But yeah. But she came, she thought of it as disgust. Like he's yeah, disgusted. She took it the wrong way. Right. Um, as he says that, let's go find your husband, she quickly stabs him in the neck. So good. As he collapses in front of the van. Fantastic. She slowly walks over to him as he chokes on his own blood. She then gets on top of him, grabbing the knife and pulling out of his neck. She then repeatedly stabs him, getting blood all over the van and on the headlights, lighting the area in all red as she continues going at it with the bo- uh, going at it on the body with the knife. Finally exhausted, she stops and gets up. She looks at her hands in front of her and begins to make dancing gestures as more calm music sweeps in with the score. I think it's she- also important to mention too that when she was stabbing him, mm-hmm. it almost was like she was having an orgasm. Yes. Right. She kept moaning and and things like that. And it very much felt like the scream effect as well. Like in scream where you had Billy Loomis and, uh, and, uh, Stu, Stu stabbing each other, how that pretty much felt like sex. This also felt like sex. This felt like penetration and things like that right. as well. Well, this is a great contrast to the scene with Maxine and Jackson being on top of him yes. and taking control and feeling empowered. This is her moment of, of feeling, feeling control. That. Exactly. Control and empowered. feeling empowered as well. Yeah. And, and it's, it's great. Like, obviously she, this is, Probably one of the most intense stab scenes I've ever seen. Yeah, because she doesn't stop it. It's like a trance. Right. Like she doesn't want to stop. Which is why, like, I feel like it's more orgasmic because her right. eyes cross and things like that. And, like, you know, she's she's getting a very guttural face and whatnot as well. But she stabs him so much and only in the neck. Yeah. That's another thing we didn't mention. She's only stabbing him in the, mech, in the neck, but she stabs him so much that his neck is damn near decapitated. Yeah. Like it's it's his head is damn near gone. <laughs> like it's crazy. And yeah, the way she looks at her hands in front of her beginning to dance as more calm music sweeps the score, she dances in the red blood soaked light. She felt she like feels herself young again. Yeah. All she wants is love. She stops and stands there for a bit as we see her from inside the van. Then she walks around and opens the door and takes the keys from it. Back with Lorraine waking up to seeing uh, RJ not being in the bed, she calls out for him. She goes into the hall to look for him and calls his name out again. 
She's feeling guilty too. Yeah, she she knows like, oh man, this probably hurt him. I, where is he? I want to like talk to him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, walking down the hall, she makes it to the dining room. She sees the front door open and looks outside. At the frame of the door, Wayne spooks her, and he asks what's going on. Uh, she says that RJ is gone and wonders if he left them. Uh, he sees that the van is still there, and he probably just went for a walk to process things. She explains that she hopes she didn't hurt him and that she doesn't want to break up. Wayne says that he will get over it and he'll get uh, he'll toughen up. She asks uh, Wayne if he can help her, uh, help her find him, and he doesn't want to, but then he finally gives in because, like you said, they're all pretty good people. Exactly. They're all, like, in for themselves. And yeah. They're not in for themselves. They're all for the group. Right. Uh, like, they're for themselves, but, like, when it comes to certain little things. They'll give in. They, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're like, I got you. Don't yeah. worry about it. Because, like, at the end of the day, they're – and I think that's the beauty behind it is that, like, they're just, like, they're just normal people. Yeah, you exactly. Know, they're just normal people. It's just like they just so happen to have a job in porn. Yeah, like but it still makes poor decisions because he just goes out there in his undies and no shoes. Uh, he goes to the barn as Lorraine heads to that main house and spots Howard. She apologizes to him and says if she disturbed him. He asks what she's doing and she says that she's just out for a walk. Howard asks if she has seen his wife. She says no. Back with Wayne at the barn, he sees. Um, he he's begins to talk out loud, saying that there are two keys to make a healthy relationship. Never let a good woman out of your sight and never mention her weight. <laughs> and that's why he's always surrounded by females. Uh, we see him continue walking barefoot until he steps on a wood plank with a nail sticking out. And it's a great POV shot of the nail plank. And he slowly walks over to it. And then we see him actually step on it. Um, which great scene, great reveal for us as if you were seeing him slowly walk up to it and literally stepping on it, so uh, falling to the ground. And you feel it. Um, yeah, he screams in pain as he hits the floor and he pulls his foot out and screams at the cows for making noise. This is literally why I don't even like wear socks inside my house. <laughs> like, really? I always wear slippers. Absolutely. Oh, that's fair. I'm always in slippers, man. I don't wear, like, cause, I got a kid, so like she leaves Legos and shit on the floor. I don't Those are painful, that, just like a yeah, just like a nail. Yeah, basically, yeah, pretty thing. much. I'm, Maybe I'm not trying to step on that. I'm yeah, not trying to. So it is what it is. <laughs> just saying. Um, he yells for Archie to come out and help him. That he's in a lot of pain, and that's when he hears a noise at the wall and calls out to RJ and asks if it's Church Mouse Lorraine as well. He peeks through a couple holes in the wall to see some movement pass by. That's when a pitchfork comes hurtling through the wall into his head, into his eyes. Just so like, it, like it was foreshadowed. It was great. Popping out of his skull. I love that immediate cut too. Yeah. It, yeah. It, there's some just great like scene moments where he's just really good with camera movements and also like the edits. The edits in this movie are great. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But yeah, Lorraine is uh, back with Howard saying that there is uh, another light in the cellar or Howard says that there's another light in the cellar uh, to go downstairs and help her help him find his wife. She's at the top of the stairs as Howard yells for her to go down. She pulls the light as we get jump scared back with Wayne getting the pitchfork out of his head. Um, which is a great cut again. It is his eyeball literally out of his head, too. Yeah. 
It's fantastic. Oh my Pearl God. entering the barn covered in blood with the pitchfork and then stabs him one more time again to confirm her bloody kill. We definitely need more pitchforks in horror. Um, yeah. We definitely need it. Like, this, I just, this one I just is crazy. Get me. Well, yeah. yeah. That's what so I'm saying. Good. That's why we need it. Like, you know what I'm saying? No like, more pitchforks. I don't know. Like, those so, are the only two scary. pitchforks I know. So scary. And I just want a, a fucking slasher film with just a pitch, pitchfork. <laughs> As the as the weapon, you know what? Fuck it, I'll make it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I got yeah. y'all. I got y'all. I'll give the people duck, what they want because that's what happens in Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she then proceeds to put hay over the body. I like how she actually uses pitchfork for what it's used afterwards. It's like, all right, this is a tool. Would have been funny. Hide the body over here. Like, you know. uh, fucking picking up hay and like giving it to the cows. <laughs> it's like, oh, you Start want some feeding food? The cows. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lorraine starts her way down the stairs and reaches the bottom. It's super dark, and then she finds the flashlight, screaming to Howard that she found it. She makes her way up to the door, which is now locked. She yells that it is locked and to open up as she bangs on the door. She goes back down and turns on the light, revealing a hung body behind her. She slowly turns around and releases a scream that puts all screaming queens to shame. <laughs> and the, her face and horror, it's so good. Um, and At we kind of see it was this. RJ. I thought it was RJ, and then we see him kind of later on. Yeah. Um, on this rewatch, I kind of thought it's like, oh, is this RJ? But this is someone completely different. Yeah, this is just. So we've this seen is that they killed before. Yeah. Well, they force people to have sex with uh, Pearl. Pearl. Yeah, she so chooses like, right. who she wants. She chooses who she wants. Because Howard cannot give her what exactly. she wants. But then gives her what she wants in a different way. Right. Um, but like, you know, as gross as this is, looking at this person here, obviously they've been dead for a while. Um, but you could see like how raw their bottom half is and things like that. And I'm just thinking, like, how many times has she used, used this abused. guy? Yeah. Oh my god. It's, it's, it's truly horrifying. Yeah. We see that in her face and how she really screams, and it's a great close-up shot of like yeah. her screaming. Shout so out to that Fangoria cover. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a perfect cover because it really shows it really true is. horror in her eyes and her face. God damn it's it! It's such a good scream. Yeah. And I put here, yeah, her face filled with horror as she sees the body. Then we go back with Bobby Lynn and Jackson sleeping. Jackson waking up and getting out of bed. He looks out in the hall. He um, hears the door creak. Because he hears the door creak. Uh, he, uh, he looks out into the hall and Bobby Lynn asks, what is it? He says that he thought he heard something and tells her to go back to sleep. She agrees as he uh, she is like, all right, Captain. You do your thing. You know, like, <laughs> Jackson, man. Okay. Sleeping with his dog tags yeah. on. Uh, she agrees and as and he gets out of bed to check things out. Uh, Jackson, <laughs> yeah. Jackson uh, walking around naked, ends up going to the fridge and opens it up to drink some milk. What a fucking power move, dude. <laughs> like, just fucking walking like, out. I'm that good. But I'm going to stare out the window again, just stand there because feeling proud of what I just did. <laughs> like, zero vulnerability. Yeah. Like, dude is just like, so he's comfortable in his own skin. For yeah, sure. absolutely. He, he loves him. See, everyone's very confident in this movie, which right. is great. Exactly. Uh, even the people who are not confident like Lorraine gets her she, confidence yeah, exactly. and like overpower stuff too 
Um, he sees a flashlight coming from outside and opens the front door. He sees Howard and asks if he's okay. Howard saying his wife is missing and that she sometimes gets confused and it happens after dark. He notices the shotgun and asks what's that's a lot of fire, uh, firepower to find your wife. He says it's for the gators. Jackson asks if he wants uh, some help, reminding him of his time in the forces. He goes and gets some clothes and exits to help Howard. Uh, we get this great fucking, pe- We got Kid Cuddy's massive fucking dong just standing in the... <laughs> uh, that's Definitely probably a prosthetic, but like... No, dude, that's real. Uh, uh, no fucking way. <laughs> uh, 100% real. No fucking Kid way. Cuddy? <laughs> I guess you would know. I don't but, know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've been but, to one of his concerts backstage. Meeting green. Oh, oh my god. Past trauma. Where is this going? <laughs> I love your music. I love you. Ah! <laughs> never you and me. <laughs> <laughs> We're off on an adventure, oh, Mister Ranger. But I, I thought that was just so funny that like. If you didn't know he was naked at the fucking refrigerator, you, you knew know now. <laughs> Just, yeah, waving out there. I think it greeted Howard, saying like, hello. <laughs> I love how um, like knocked out fucking uh, Britney Snow is, though. Oh, yeah. Like, Bobby Lynn is not. Yeah, Bobby Lynn, sorry. Out. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just gets a little bit of clothes and starts helping out Howard. Uh, then we get a, a POV shot walking down the hallway with heavy breathing of someone entering Maxine's room. We see that it's Pearl hovering over her bed, watching Maxine sleep. She begins to get in bed with her, pulling on the sheets, looking at her body as she begins to undress. She gets naked and enters her bed, which is very unsettling and very creepy. Uh, Jackson and Howard are outside saying they should create a perimeter. Howard's saying that they only have one light. And Jackson's saying no offense, but he hasn't uh, he hasn't been deployed in a long time. And he, on the other hand, has experience in the dark. Um, and he talks about like oh, missing landmines and all this stuff. Uh, pretty much saying he's really good to be without the light. Right. Uh, and he then says, "Once a marine, always a marine." Hoorah! Hoorah! He says, "If she's out there, he will find her." Back with Maxine, Pearl begins to touch her body with her bloody hands, leaving blood stains all over it. She begins to cuddle with her and rubbing her arm. She rubs her body on hers as she begins to get aroused. Back with Jackson near the uh, pond, seeing a car abandoned by the water. He sees Howard with the flashlight a long ways away. Um, says, And then he goes that way. He says that he got nothing pops as he reaches for the flashlight and sees it in the bushes. Asks what's he doing all the way in there. He gets to the flashlight by the water and fears that he is drowning and begins to start looking for him. Once again, just nice people. Yes. Everyone's looking out for each other. Yeah. 100%. Um, there's no reason for them to not trust these people as well as right. of now. Right, right, right. Although they did a lot of shit already. I mean, um, and, and also, too, I think a lot of it has... The fact that they're just older, yeah. Too. Why would like, you feel like they're a threat? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we cut back to Lorraine trapped in the cellar, banging on the cellar doors, trying to get out. She looks around and sees a hammer, but better yet, she finds an axe. She runs up to the stairs with it. Uh, Jackson, back with Jackson, uh, leaving the bushed area, gets scared by Howard on the way out. 
He tells him once a Marine, always a Marine. Jackson says that his wife isn't in there. Howard explaining that he can no longer give her what she wants. He doesn't understand what it's what that's like. That he can still do whatever he wants to do. He says, "You shit around, <laughs> yeah. dangling, swinging all over the place. Like how dare you?" He says, "The last Bohemian that um, that stayed there was the same way, barely wearing any clothes, enticing his wife." He just agrees with him. He's like, all right, and says we need to get back to the house. Howard says that he knows exactly what's going on and then shoots him. Damn. Damn. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, Back with Maxine, she begins to turn over as she's sleeping and begins to wake up a bit. She sees Pearl in front of her and begins to scream. Because Pearl's like rubbing on her still. Yeah. Rubbing her arm Uh, and stuff. To imagine waking up to that. That's scary as well. Oh, my God. Very intrusive. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. The, Beyond. Like, uh, I mean, this is also a great, like, I feel like message, too, for fucking Airbnbs and shit. Because this is, this is pretty much what it is. Lock the, the doors. Air, the Airbnb. Well, shit, you can't. They got keys. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, well, stop. That's, I, I, know, I that's, do Airbnbs all the time. I hate Airbnbs, dude. That's one of the main reasons why. Um, in, in Granite, hotels aren't that much better. But still. Um, I hate one. I hate having to do chores when I'm on vacation. That's one of the main reasons why I hate Airbnbs. But, you know, this this feels like a very modern thing. This moment here where it's just like that's a lot of people's fear is someone walking into a place that they're staying unfamiliar in. Right. right? So like that, that's a very... That's a very, a very believable thing. Fee, yeah, yeah fear. of course. Um, so I, I feel like that was a great touch for him to add that on here too. Well, um, but yeah, she begins to scream so loud that Bobby Lynn wakes up uh, to it and gets out of bed. As she quickly opens her door, a naked pearl goes right past her, scaring her. That's a great scene too. Great reveal of just yeah. Like, she just like I'm out. Ah, and she like shimmies away. She's, she's like, like she's like kind of waddling. She's not like <laughs> running or anything. She's just like. Like, oh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just trying to get out of here now. And she's butt-ass naked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she makes it to Maxine's room, and she screams, and Maxine screams that someone was in her bed touching her. Yeah, she said that woman was oh. in my bed touching me. Man. Back with Lorraine swinging the axe to do uh, through the door trying to get out. She manages to break a piece off the door. And great. I put just trying to reference. Uh, she yeah. reaches for the, uh, the lock as she gets her hand smashed over and over again by Howard in the shotgun. She screams for help and to have someone help her. Howard saying that no one is coming. To drown out her noise and screams, he turns on the TV and we see the preacher telling more about the sinners being in Christian homes right under their very noses. Damn, dude. Like, fucking the way he breaks her hand. Just oh, it's straight demographic. And I was like, this girl could not catch a handbrake in fucking 2022. Someone give her a hand, man. It's, please. Lord Jesus. God damn. Scream did it. They did it. Like, she's, oh my she gosh. She stabbed not her hand, smashed breaks. through her hand. Oh my God. Uh, no man. breaks. Uh, we cut to Maxine doing some cocaine under her nose. 
Uh, and I put that there. It's like, oh, there's Sunders Bean and Christian Helms right under their very noses, cut into her doing cocaine under yeah. her nose. Which is also great, it's too, because nice. it's like her regrounding. Right. When she's on That's cocaine, her she's, she's like, exactly. I need my spinach. She feels powerful when she's on drugs, yeah. for sure. Uh, that's what we have after she does cocaine she runs out of the room Bobby Lynn calling for Jackson as we cut to her outside by the lake uh, she sees Pearl at the dock naked and she runs after her to be careful saying that she's safe now and that she if she's hurt she explains that her Nana sometimes gets confused and she knows all about it that she thought about becoming a nurse one day uh, before she continues, she gets immediately slapped by Pearl. She explains that she doesn't need a nurse and asks what you have um, asks her what have you ever done except be a whore? Whoop. Damn, fighting Whoop. words. Bobby Lynn ain't having it and tries to leave. Pearl stopping her. her and says that she doesn't deserve to be able to just flaunt it in her face like she does. Bobby Lynn says it's not her fault that she didn't live the life that she wanted mm. and asks her to move and then becomes more aggressive about it. As soon as she does that, Pearl pushes Bobby Lynn into the uh, pond, becoming alligator food as Howard comes to her. Like damn near immediately. She falls in. Boom. Alligator be waiting. S- straight on her head. Like, oh, vicious. Giving it the... Um, the conclusion of what we saw prior at the strip club's mural yep. of the blonde chick getting pulled in by the alligator. Awesome shit. Uh, yeah, this scene is graphic. And again, it kind of goes on for a little while. You just see blood all over the pond, water, and then she's just staring. And Howard's like nonchalant, like, hey, what's up? Was that the one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. he Because he was just like, was that the one that, that we liked that one? Yeah. And, she yeah. asked if uh, she was the one, and Pearl said no. I don't like blondes. And we, um, we learn later in in uh, Pearl, the movie Pearl, yeah. that why she doesn't like blondes. Yeah. Because she had the cousin yeah. and stuff like that who pretty much had everything better than her. And she hated that. And she, she hated that. She that greed. Yeah. Uh, cut back to Maxine cleaning off all the blood on her, uh, saying it's disgusting. Uh, she finishes and starts calling out to everyone. She sees both Howard and Pearl outside with a shotgun. She goes and hides as the both of them walk in. They go down the hallway with a shotgun in hand, making it to Maxine's room and Howard saying that this place looks empty. He asks about Wayne and Pearl. Uh, he asks about, oh yeah, Wayne and Pearl replies that he's in the barn, stuck like the pig he was. <laughs> Damn. And he's like, well, that's three down. And she says four. Howard shares that he has another one locked in the basement, but Pearl doesn't want that one. Howard puts his gun down and tells Pearl that he's too tired to give uh, Pearl what she wants from him. He sits by her in the bed. She says she knows. She asks to tell her she's special, and he does. That he's always felt that way from the first moment he saw her. That she's the most beautiful woman. She says, not anymore. He says, always. Great moment. She asks to tell her that she's that she's her, uh, his. She begins to undress and asks to make her feel young again. And I even put here, old people deserve love too. Yeah, old people need to be fucked. Fuck yeah. Um, he says that his Give heart can't him. take it. Well, that might be the problem right there. <laughs> if 
if health allows, absolutely. Yes. Uh, but sees her and begins to kiss her. A hell of a way to go, I guess. Uh, they begin to make love as Maxine is seen under the bed hiding. Maxine being quiet as she's stuck but might have to use this chance to leave as they are going at it. She begins to crawl out uh, from under the bed as they continue to make love. She makes it to the door and then runs outside. She makes it to the van but sees the knife in the tire and then sees RJ's dead body. She hears Lorraine from the house, so she goes into the van to get the pistol from the glove compartment. She walks into the TV, uh, she walks into the house with the TV continuing to play. She makes it to the door as Lorraine screams um, louder and then sees her and then begins to run up to her to help, but tells her to be quiet and she does not. She yells at her, telling her she hates her. She gets uh, she finally gets out and just starts running out from um, from the hallway to the front door and immediately getting shot down by Howard, <laughs> which is the best, like, it's jump like a, kill it, it's ever. It's amazing. Um, it's like a jump scare kill. Yeah, which is it's great. Intense and powerful. And you feel the uh, velocity of, like, the bullet hitting her oh because she just, God, she just fucking flies, flies um, which is crazy. Um. And then Howard saying that she told her to stay in the cellar and Pearl saying that they don't need her anymore, that they got each other again. Oh, yeah. That's so cute. I love that. Couples kill together. It's so cute. <laughs> Couples that kill uh, together stay together. <laughs> <laughs> to death to us part. <laughs> um, Howard tells Pearl their plan to avoid having a mess, that they will wait a day to see if anyone comes. And if not, they will sink the bodies in the pond, including uh, Wayne, who's in the, um, the barn. Maxine hides, uh, Maxine hides behind a wall with the pistol in hand as they bring Lorraine's body inside. Howard drags her body and then gets a heart attack out of nowhere and collapses she, to the she ground. Gurgles. Yeah, it yeah, scares him. It, like, it jump, yeah, scares, it jump him. scares him. Which he also right. says, right? Like, you know, he says that he's like, I'll have a heart attack if I have sex, you know, which he didn't. Right. Right? Like, he didn't but have a heart attack, but he did. Attack. He got literally scared to death, which is a beautiful reminder like, oh, yeah, they're old. <laughs> right. <laughs> And the rest of the scenes are so like how old they are and how fragile right. they are. Exactly. Um, which kind of like flips the switch a little bit too. Uh, so as he collapses and starts having a heart attack, Maxine, uh, Maxine pops out asking for the keys to the truck. Pearl asking for help that he's having a heart attack. She yells again at her, where are the keys? And Pearl says uh, they're in the kitchen. The TV continues with the sermon saying, they are at a crossroads, a salvation or da uh, damnation. She grabs the keys and tells them they will rot. Uh, Pro explains who she really is and saw what uh, they did in the barn, calling her a whore, sharing that they are alike, and Maxine disagrees. Maxine calls her a kidnapping, murdering sex fiend and says she's a fucking star. And calling her a kidnapping, murdering sex fiend is what was also heard on the TV prior. Um, that the whole world will know her name. At the same time, the preacher and herself say the same line, I will not accept a life I do not deserve. Mm -hmm. She says to stop staring at her as she pulls the trigger and there's no bullets. Pearl picks up the shotgun and shoots Maxine as she ducks. From the strong recoil, Pearl is flung backwards <laughs> through the screen door into the porch area. 
<laughs> the biggest surprise scene in theaters was this moment too. <laughs> Both Lorraine and then also watching Pearl fly oh through the air. God. And like, then now we know how the screen door broke. <laughs> right. Which is yeah. kind of funny. That's the reveal. Oh my god. And but man, it's, she, what makes it funnier is that like it, it, looking at it at obviously a filmmaker standpoint, you can totally tell it's just a string that's oh, pulling yeah, yeah. her back. But like the way the string pulls her back is so goddamn funny. Does oh she, my god. Like <laughs> it's it definitely I think they definitely went went for it, and that was fantastic. One million dollar budget, baby. That's we got stunts, we got blood, we got everything. What the fuck I'm talking about? Costume design. And um, so, yeah, from the strong recoil, Pearl is slung backwards <laughs> through the screen door into the porch area. Maxine slowly getting uh, back up unharmed as the TV exclaims, now that's what I call divine intervention. Divine intervention. So good. Uh, Maxine walks out all badass and sees Pearl suffering from the broken hip. She tells her to shush and begins to walk to the truck. She also, that was also another foreshadow as well. Right. Because Howard says, like, she gets confused at nighttime. I don't want her to break, I don't want her to break a hip. Right. That's right. She does say that. Uh, Pearl crawls onto the road calling her a whore and that's that she's not special. That it will be all taken away from her like it was for her. <laughs> she then reverses back with the truck and runs her head over and says it'll be their secret. She drives off winning and says divine intervention as she pulls out some coke and snorts it. Yeah. Praise the fucking Lord is what she says to herself as she drives into the sunrise. And then back with the preacher, he reveals that his daughter who has been corrupted is Maxine as we we are with the cops from earlier. Sheriff Dentler seeing more bodies and his cop friend showing him a film camera that they found. One of them asking, what do you think is on it? He says, from the look of it, I'd say one goddamn fucked up horror picture. The X title coming in. And then credits. So great. This movie is fan-fucking-tastic. This movie is fantastic. It is a great goddamn movie. The cast, the acting, the score, the editing, the camera work. What more? I don't know. I don't know. Like some I said, it's, it's, it's a more. damn near, like, it's a damn near masterpiece for me. There's some things that I definitely feel like it, it's missing on, but um, for the most part, this movie pretty much has it all. Yeah. Like, it's it's a very, very well done flick. It's fun. It's funny. It's uh, clever as well. But, yeah, I definitely... I just want to see more of what Ty West has up his up yeah. his sleeve. Like I just, would love just show me more, more of this, which is, I'm fine with not getting the Maxine. Um, but I hope he doesn't. Yeah, I don't think we're like gonna this. get this in Maxine, um, which is fine. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with it. I understand it, but I think X without even seeing Maxine will probably be my favorite of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, just from what I've experienced watching this movie, right, and feeling what I know what the tone is probably going to be like for mm-hmm. Maxine. Uh, but dude, this movie fucking rules. I'm so glad we had it on our list for A24. Hell yeah. Uh, it's such a good one. It's such a fun one. Um, I feel like this is a movie I can easily recommend to someone, even if they're not within like the horror genre, like they like it. I feel like it's pretty accessible. I'd be like, okay, there's a lot of blood. Yeah. But if you're cool with all of that, it's not 
terribly scary. Right. It's just horrifying events unraveling. Yeah. I would say it's pretty gory. I wouldn't say yeah. like a beginning person who's just getting into horror will, will probably like it. But um, I would say because I, I do feel like even th- w- with like people being l- they're older and having sex and sure like that like that could be a bit touchy for some people too yeah that's fair but, um, for whoever's comfortable i guess yeah right so i would i would say like someone who's i wouldn't say seasoned but i would definitely say someone who's has like, like exactly <laughs> like like a few horror films under their belt like yeah. they've been watching horror films for maybe a couple of years now it's like watch, i've seen casper like, i could probably next? watch this one <laughs> like all right no <laughs> Or maybe I don't know maybe, if I, I could do know. it. I would love to see that actually. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I got some motherfucking movie facts. Well, yep, movie facts. <gasps> the <gasps> day after X um, uh, South by Southwest premiere, writer slash director Ty West revealed that during a mandatory two week COVID nineteen quarantine in his New Zealand hotel before production uh, began on X, huh. he wrote the prequel Pearl. He sent the script to A24, which they immediately greenlit the movie before production even began on X. <laughs> Love it. He then asked Mia Goth if she would pl- wish to remain in New Zealand and film Pearl, and she readily accepted it before filming X. <laughs> so, like, you want me to make a prequel to the movie that we haven't made yet? I'm in. Yes. Let's do it. So great. That's awesome. The title of the film uh, refers to the X rating used by the MPAA from 1968 to 1990, which indicated that a film was only suitable for an audience age 16 or older. The idea behind the, that rating was that unlike the uh, other cer- certificates, X would not be trademarked and would allow filmmakers to release their film in theaters without needing to submit it to the MPAA for an age certification. Notable films that were originally released with an X rating was A Clockwork Orange, Fritz the Cat, Last Tango in Paris, Midnight Cowboy, and Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. In the the 70s, the porn industry would end up exploiting the X rating's lack of trademark by releasing pornos in theaters with the same exact rating. Eventually, (laughs) X became more associated with just porn, and more and more, theaters started refusing those types of films inside of X, inside uh, or excuse me, started refusing those films that had X ratings, forcing non-pornographic films to be censored to receive an R rating. In 1990, the MPAA discontinued the X rating and replaced it with NC-17. Mm. Unlike the X, NC-17 was trademarked and could not be self-applied, but it still meant that uh, most theaters would not show films with that rating, resulting in censorship once again, which there's not many of them. Mm-hmm. Like NC seventeen, I feel like is still like rare. Cre- yeah, cream of the crop. Yeah. Um, but Evil Dead got one. Evil Dead twenty thirteen, they got an NC seventeen rating. Is it NC seventeen really? No. Oh, they they pulled it back to get R. But the pounds and pounds and pounds and gallons of blood mm. that was in that movie, so they peeled things back. But you can watch the NC seventeen version, yeah. the unrated version, That's initially. True. Um, which is to my, in which my opinion, which I feel like the N seventeen rating became the unrated versions of like director cuts. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, let Let's uh, go to a few more here. Oh fuck! Man found in the basement was the missing persons ad on the milk carton that Jackson was drinking on. That's cool. That I like is that. cool. Uh, several of the characters' deaths are foreshadowed in various ways. We mentioned a few of them, but let's go go over them in order. Bobby Lynn exits the strip club at the beginning of the film. A large mural depicting a blonde woman with an alligator pulling off her bikini 
is seen on the building, foreshadowing Bobby Lynn's death by an alligator attack. Wayne, in conversation with RJ, tells him that people's eyes are going to pop out of their skulls when they see the adult film that they made. Wayne later dies, having the prongs of a pitchfork impelled through his eye sockets. Jackson mentions several times that he has he was threatened by farmers with guns mm. while serving in Vietnam. He is ultimately killed by Howard by a shotgun. The van runs over the entrails of the dead cow early on. Pearl meets her end when Maxine backs a truck over her body, crushing her head. I wouldn't necessarily mm, say that's close much enough. of a foreshadow, but okay. Um, in addition, when Howard and Jackson go looking for Pearl, Howard mentions his more he worries that Pearl will fall and break her hip. There when Pearl fires a shotgun at Maxine, the recoil causes her to fly through the air and break her hip. <laughs> I feel like we nailed it then. We nailed it. That's the cow one, but yeah, sure. Yeah. The cow one, I feel like it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> we're all right. We're 100% right. <laughs> uh, Lorraine references Psycho during a conversation with the group. Later, Jackson discovers a partially submerged car in the pond, similar to Marin Crane's oh, car being dumped call. into the yeah, lake yeah, yeah. by Norman Bates. That's a good callback. Fucking great. Um, that's it. I didn't, yeah, that's good. Oh, this is great. The film is set in 1979, makes references to missing person ads on milk cartons. However, the first usage of the milk cartons uh, for missing persons ads was not until 1984. Only reason why I knew that. Because of the movie 19... Summer of, of 84. 84, yep. Which yep, they right. say that. They're like, they just started releasing these with these ads on here. And, and one of the guys <laughs> like, I find it creepy. It's a weird way to do it, but like, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone drinks milk. You see this missing kid? I don't know. There it is. <laughs> Uh, when filming the scene of her iconic stream in the basement, uh, or scream in the basement, Jenna Ortega was hung over after going on a bar crawl the night before with Kid Cudi. <laughs> that, now that's a fun fact. <laughs> oh my God. Um, man, what a fucking movie. I think that's actually flick. a good spot for us to kind of uh, conclude there. The next film that we will be covering is... It's not yet known, so it is going to be a very special surprise because our Ghoulish Knights are still currently voting on that on our Patreon.com slash NightlightPod if you want to go over there and, and vote. That is at every single tier, so it doesn't matter what tier you choose, you still will have the opportunity to vote for the films that we cover at the very end of our films, or at the end of our month, excuse me. But this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me, we had Freddie. Always keeping it spooky. Always and forever. Thank you so much for hosting tonight, my good oh, friend. Oh, it's fun. With your help, we can reach more Ghoulish Nights with your recommendation to someone who could actually enjoy the show. If, you, if your podcast app allows you to rate our show, please consider us giving the five-star rating as it honestly does help us out a ton. As uh, For extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with a what? Okay. 